All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. everybody welcome to another episode of dropping the gloves john scott official podcast of hockeyfights.com we got a good one today tim very excited very very excited you know why there's very few defensemen in the nhl now who who tickle my fancy who who pique my interest who when i see them play i go oh boy whoa what was that who's that and we got one on the show today it's mario ferraro now, many of you in the East Coast probably don't know who it is because he's on the West Coast. You don't see him play very often with the bubble and all this stuff. He is a very young, exciting defenseman for the San Jose Sharks. He burst onto the scene two years ago, just absolutely broke down the doors in San Jose. The shark tank didn't know what hit him. And this guy comes flying through the shark's mouth and is just – he took over the team. He's honestly, arguably, the face of the franchise at this point. He's unbelievable. Mario's here. Thank you for joining us, Mario. I'm sorry. I didn't even do you service with that intro. It was it was a iota of how good you are and what you deserve. I apologize, but thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. I might have to uh deflate my tires a little bit after that intro. That was uh that was very kind of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> good tire pump. Builds a confidence. It's impossible sure. to deflate his tires. He has run flats. I've seen the commercials with P.K. Subban. The guy is just, he's an excellent defenseman. I've seen him. We'll get into that down the road. The first time I met Mario was in Detroit. Do you remember that, Mario? Yeah, I do, actually. We're having a, I was having a steak dinner with Bernsey and Jumbo Joe. So he, uh, the backstory is me and Tim went down to Detroit. We were going to interview some of the guys. I wanted to get Bernsey and Joe. Those were the two guys I wanted to talk to. And we had it all lined up and we get like an hour, two hours out of Detroit. And all of a sudden we get a text saying, oh, we're busy. Jumbo's going to dinner with his family. Burnsy all of a sudden ghosts me. I don't know what's going on. I'm panicking. So we end up getting Patty and Pickles. You know, very vanilla, well-known players, but you're not going to get, you know, a very fun interview. And I'm like, oh, that, you know, Jumbo's family's there. That's fine. Burnsy, he's got stuff going on. We go into the restaurant in the lobby, and those two guys are sitting down with this Italian stallion. I have no idea who it is, and they're just having this casual meal. I'm like, what is going on? 
I was very insulted from across the restaurant. They call me over. I'm like, what is going on? I thought you guys had plans and you're sitting down for dinner. Turns out they value hanging out with Mario Ferraro a little bit more than yours truly. Is that true, Mario? I mean, plans change all the time. I don't know if things happen, but what I do know is that you got a great, great two people to interview nonetheless anyway. Uh, I don't think you can ask for more in Pickles and, and Patty Marlowe, but um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, that, this is coming for you. I don't know what happened. I was just joining for dinner, and we had a great I, meal. But we did have a long for more. Well, with you. It worked out well. I got to meet you a little bit. You kind of just sat there. You were a rookie at the time. Mm-hmm. And you were eating with two, one for sure Hall of Famer, one guy who, if he continues on this trajectory and Brent Burns, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Does it ever, did it hit you like I'm eating with two legends right now? This is so surreal. Uh, I still don't think it's hit me, to be honest. I, uh, you know, it's something you can't, you can never take for granted. Um, You know, I still talk to Jumbo Joe a lot. He's one of my best buddies. Uh, when I first got here, um, you know, he was one of the guys I was closest with him and Bernsey. Uh, I actually talked to him the other day. So, you know, it's still like, wow, like two years now, like I've been talking to these guys, been, been close friends with them. And you know, it's, it's definitely a treat to know that <laughs> how much success they've had and, and where they're headed. And, you know, the fact that they're going to be in the hall of fame for sure. Uh, it's really, really special. So I'm fortunate for it. It was a great dinner. I hope many more of those. <laughs> and then did your head explode when I sat down? Because no offense, like I'm like, <laughs> I'm no chop liver, Mario. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it did. It did. We pump your tires a little bit now too. No, it was great. Added to the conversation. I learned a lot. It was unreal. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. No, that was a fun night. You were, you're very, very, I was surprised how well-versed you were. Usually a rookie would just sit there and sh- clam up and, you know, you shot the breeze with the guys. It was good. You acclimated yourself very well. I, I You fit in that locker room perfectly because it's a very laid back room. They are serious when they need to be, but they also, you know, they're normal guys, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's backtrack. Yeah. You were drafted in the second round. You went the college route. Why would you go to the NCAA over juniors? Did you have the option to go play major junior in Canada? I, I'm assuming that you did. Yeah, I uh, I got drafted by Barry Colts. Uh, I went to the camp the first year. Um, and then I obviously didn't make the team. So I, I played a year at juniors in the, in the OJHL. And I got some looks from from a couple of schools, and I ended up committing to a school just after the first year. So I decided, you know, I think that, like, school is probably the best route for me just because I thought I needed more time. Uh, I wasn't, like, the biggest. I was a defenseman, and I wasn't very big. Um, I still had a lot of growing to do. Uh, so I just felt like, you know, having that extended period of time to develop a little bit more and, and get bigger and stronger and play with, like, older guys in college was, like, a good opportunity. Um, so it worked out well for me. Uh, I thought that was just a better route. Um, and then once I got there, you know, there's no looking back from there. I, I enjoyed it. I, I love being in college. Obviously they both have their positives and, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I chose that route. I just thought it was best for my development. For the expectation of eventually making the show, like you went there, like I'm going to develop, I'm going to get some eyes open. I'm going to be a better player. That, that was it. You went specifically. Yeah, I that. went. Yeah, like I went like with the mindset, like if I need four years to develop and get better before I can step in and, and, and play pro hockey. And that doesn't mean after four years go to the NHL, like if I, 
you know, one step at a time through pro, whatever the case may be. It was just all about like getting better year by year. I never really looked to like fast track or see how I can get there the fastest. It was more just about like how will I continue to get better um, and build my confidence and build on my, my strengths and improve my weaknesses and all that stuff. So it wasn't really about, about time. It was more about just, you know, how I can improve each year and then what will be the best way for me to improve. So you went to UMass, good school, you know, very, that's in hockey East, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Very good division. You're playing against elite competition night in, night out. Um, what was it like? Was, was it fun? Did you live, you know, on campus first year, the two, you're only there for two years. Kind of. What, yeah. what was it like at UMass? It was awesome. It was actually unreal. Like uh, I lived on campus uh, in a dorm my first year. And then I was in like on on campus apartments my second year. And like you said, like, yeah, the competition was great. We had like every night uh, was a hard game, was a difficult game to win. And in like the short season that you have with college is really, really important. So each, each weekend you play those two games and usually they're home and home or, you know, back to backs against the same team. And it just makes it like a little mini series. It's really intense. And, you know, every game matters, like I said. And then the best part about it was like the fans and like all like the students that you have on campus. Like it was a big school, 20, 24,000 undergrads or something like that. So like a lot of the student section would be filled out. Um, the better, as we got better, the more and more students would come and watch the games and it would be lights out, like um, crazy experience. Uh, and then all the locals from Amherst, uh, they were just really passionate fans and it just made it so much more fun. Um yeah, it was really good. It was a good, great two years. Did you get any offers from anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I was originally committed to Western Michigan. Uh, Broncos. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And then uh, I ended up changing and, uh, and I went to decide to go to UMass, but not, uh, not many other, other offers outside before, like before I was committed to Western Michigan, only actually, I think Western Michigan was the only one I was talking to a couple other schools, but no like offers. What made you change? Did you, you UMass just came a calling and you're like, I got to go out East. No. So actually the, uh, a coach that was recruiting me, um, <clears throat> when I was uh, playing in the OJHL, he, he was at Western Michigan. His name is uh, Ben Barr. Um, great guy, uh, you know, great coach that had it at, at, at UMass. So what basically happened, I, I was committed to, to Western Michigan and then, uh, he ended up leaving uh, Western Michigan to go to UMass and I wanted to follow him. And, uh, and so I, I reached out to him because I knew that he, he had watched me play and um, he had scouted me and, and believed in me and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I made the decision to, to reach out to him and, and change schools and, and head to, to UMass um, just because I felt like it was comfortable. And obviously, you know, I've heard great things about the area um, and the campus and the division, obviously, um, Western Michigan's division was very good too, though. So, um, that wasn't too much part of it, but, um, yeah, I just felt like it was, it was the right decision. It was the right place to go. Western Michigan is known as the biggest party school in Michigan. Did you know <laughs> yeah, that? Great. Yeah, I've heard great things. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I went to Michigan tech up North and everybody is like Western Michigan I had a couple of friends who went there from, cause I played for the Chicago freeze and I had a couple of friends who went there and like, yeah, that place is, is crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, crazy. I've never, I've never been, I've driven through there. I've never stopped in there, but yeah, good, good reputation Western. So you go to UMass, you succeed right away. Your first year, 
you were you were playing a regular shift. You knocked it out of the park. I think you had something like 17, 21 points in that area. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And then your second year, you were given the A. What was that like going into your sophomore year? You get the A on your shoulder. That's got to be kind of rare for a sophomore to get a letter. Yeah, it was uh, it was an honor for sure. It was a privilege, um, you know, to be able to be recognized as a leader on that team. We obviously had a lot of guys when in my freshman year, we had a lot of freshmen. Uh, so a lot of us were around the same age, a uh, year or two apart. Um, uh, so we were a really tight group um, to, be, to be recognized uh, as a leader amongst like a, a lot of great leaders on our team. Character group was, was something I was super, you know, super proud of um, and thankful for. Uh, but it was a cool experience. Um, obviously we had like a, a good second year. We made a, made it further than we did the first year, which shows like a lot of growth in our team. Um, but yeah, to, to get that practice and that experience is, you know, kind of taking on a leadership role is, I think is very important. So it was, um, you know, I'm thankful to be, to have been given that, that opportunity. And you were able to take a young kid under your wing and really nurture him, uh, Kale McCarr. And then his second year, he blew up thanks to you because you were just feeding him like absolute just dimes and he was scoring and taking all the glory. What was it like seeing him, you know, take off? He had 49 points, 41 games. He must've had some Hobie votes. I don't know if he won the Hobie. I can't even remember, but did, could you tell, were you upset at him for taking all your thunder because you're a better player? What was it like? What was the dynamic? Were you guys partners at UMass? Just kind of, because it, it's rare for a college team to have one NHL-bound defenseman, let alone two arguably Hall of Famers in their own right. What was that like playing with him? Could you see, you know, where he was headed? I don't know, because he's you know, like he's a good D-man. He's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Uh, right when I started playing with him, I kind of saw that he – well, first of all, there's – the one hall of famer in that and that's him oh stop <laughs> so, so right when our first year like i knew like i think we all knew that like that's going to be a hall of famer um <laughs> we knew that he was going to blow up and, and take off uh it was cool like i i played with him i partnered up with them the first year which was a lot of fun because like we were both freshmen and we were playing we got some power play opportunity and stuff a lot of opportunity on the penalty kill to be able to play with them was really really fun really cool and then like we were all expecting it we knew it like the second year like he's gonna go off and he definitely blew up and he did really really well um and it was super cool to see because like he did win the hobie baker that year and he was very successful he had a great you know, great finish to the year too. Um, it was, it was cool to see him like in his first game, like when he scored and stuff and the playoffs after he signed uh, with Colorado, like just the whole like development uh, of his game from the freshman year to the sophomore year was awesome. So um, it was nothing we didn't expect. We knew it was going to happen and to be like going through it all uh, with him was, was pretty special. So no, good for him. Like we're super proud of him, but we know that there's a lot more um, from him in the future for sure. What was it like on campus? Were you guys just like, get out of my way? <laughs> Here comes Mario. Where's my beer? <laughs> no, not even close. Honestly, it was it was a lot of fun. We tried. We we like my mindset before going to UMass was that would be cool if it was like that. You know, like those big football schools, like when guys like walk around and everybody's just like 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 whatever. Yeah, it wasn't much. It wasn't much of that. 
but it was better. It was more low key, whatever. It was fun. We had a, we had a great time. We as we got better, we had to earn it. So as we got better as a hockey team, more people started to know who we were because they would come to more games and stuff. And it was it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That's Did they have any other D one right. sports there? Was there anything else? Yeah, they had football, uh, basketball. Um, they had a, a lacrosse. Like is really really big time there too. Yeah. Yeah, but hockey. I think obviously hockey is like their their biggest sport now for sure anyway so do you think you'll get your jersey race to the rafters there at the old rink <laughs> i hope so that'd be nice so <laughs> a couple more stanley cups maybe they'll give you a call mm. what um was it a hard decision leaving because you know you're a sophomore you just had some really good success building off of that first year did you and mccard talk did you guys just like we you know what are you what are you doing i'm doing this you're obviously talking to your family advisor your agent at the time Mm -hmm. what was what was that decision like because that's a huge risk yeah it was uh it was definitely a tough decision um i i didn't speak to to kale on it no obviously we all knew like he was gonna sign like with the years he had and stuff like he could have signed after the first year too right but he made that decision to stay next year and i before going into it i didn't know uh, i was going to get that opportunity to sign um which i really appreciate now like looking back i appreciate the sharks like you know we were in a, a run for a championship you know it was i appreciate that nothing was brought up not even from my agent no one which was great so i can just you know focus on on doing what what i have to do and playing my best and hopefully winning a championship so when it happened, like, it was like a decision that I'm in a, like, you know, I'm in a place where, you know, I love it here. Right. We have a great group of guys, like a great team that came so close to winning the championship. So you never want to leave a culture like that. But um, I just made the decision because I felt like, you know, it's the best way for me to take like one step forward. Um, I've always been like the type of person when you get the opportunity to, to take another step, you take it. Um, and I just didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. Um, I wasn't really thinking like, I know you said that there's a risk, but I was never really thinking like playing the NHL or get, you know, decline and, and go from the AHL to, I don't know, downhill. But like, to me, like playing, if I was to play in the AHL, like that's a step forward, um, yeah. to that pro mindset, like pro hockey, different travel, you know, like different, more games, all that stuff and playing against like bigger guys, playing as your job. Right. So like there's a lot of different aspects to it. So it was never really about like making that jump to the NHL, which I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to do. It was more so just like take that nice, that next little step toward like my ultimate goal of, of making it to the NHL. So, which was like that, that roster was pretty stacked on the back end at like at that time, like you're looking at Carlson, Vlasic, Burns, Dilly was there, was Braun there. They like, they had a strong Braun, back. Braun was gone. They, they had a strong back end. So good on you for taking that jump because it, it's, it was no tall task to get on that back end. Like that's pretty impressive. Was it intimidating going to camp? Did you have any indication from Dougie Wilson? Like, Hey, you have an opportunity or what? Like that's a, that's pretty scary going into camp with that group. Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't too intimidated because like, I obviously, no, I, not you, not you, I'm, Mario. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was, it was like, I was, I was like shocked to be around the players and I was around and I was very thankful to be there, but intimidating, not really, because obviously I want to do the best that I can be, but I didn't hold myself to the expectation of, 
I got to make this team right now. Um, obviously I wanted to strive for the, for the best. I wanted to strive to do that, but, uh, it wasn't a matter of, I, I got to do this right now. Like it was just, you know, go in there, do my thing and, um, do what I can do, do what I can do out there. And I think the, the thing that helped me a lot was, um, Pete DeBoer, who's the coach at the time, he called me in his office and, and just before the camp begun. And, and he just said, you know, what, what he is looking for in, in me out there. And, um, you know, that helped a lot too, just to know like, okay, this is, you know, what my job is. This is what I got to do. This is what I'm good at. Let me focus on doing that. And, um, it helped to have an idea and, and to have something to come back to when like, you know, you make mistakes or things are going wrong, you know, let's just get back to this. Um, and it helped me out. So, uh, you know, I was very fortunate with the, with the opportunities I was given, um, at the beginning of the season and, and in exhibition games to get up to that point. Um, so thank you <laughs> to the sharks for giving well, me that yeah. <laughs> going into your first camp, young kids, they want to do everything, absolutely everything. They want to score the goal. They want to be the first guy to back check. They want to get into the fight. They want to have the big hit. They want to do absolutely everything. And that's why a lot of these kids are like the first cut because they just, they don't play their game. That's kind of cool. He obviously knew who you were. And so he pulls you aside. I'm like, listen, play your kid. We see something in you. That's pretty cool for a second rounder to have that kind of respect from Pete DeBoer, who I've heard is a great coach. Like I heard mm -hmm. he's just, I have nothing but bad things, good things to say about him, except he, when I was in San Jose, Doug Wilson's like, I want, I want to resign you. We're getting a new coach. I'm going to ask him if he wants to resign you. And he called me like, he called me like two weeks later. He's like, yeah, Pete doesn't want you. I'm sorry. I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> True story. True story. So I went to Arizona and I asked, you know, say la vie. Yeah, everybody knows what happened next. But anyways, moving on. Tim, you got something, don't you? Yeah. I mean, Mario, we, we bring guys on the show. They talk about their, their journey to the NHL, the road they took there. And some were kind of like that quick accelerated path. There was never a doubt that they'd make it. Other guys kind of maybe meandered. They had a lot of like, I don't know, sidesteps along the way to the point where they said like a coach would pull them aside. They have this big moment in their career saying like, Hey, you're not going to make it to the next level unless you do this, this, and this. So like for you, do you feel like you were always kind of going that straight path or did you feel like you kind of, I mean, you didn't play the AHL or the OHL. So clearly you kind of had an accelerated journey there, but was it, was it never a doubt or did you kind of have a moment like that where someone pulled you aside and said, Hey, this here's what it takes to, to go. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't think it was like nothing's ever a straight path. Like you, you always have ups and downs moments where, you know, you're confident and you're, you're feeling on a, you're on a high, you feel like you're, you're playing your best game. And then there are moments where you don't, you don't think you're playing as well as you should be. And, you know, even like my second year of juniors, I didn't think that, you know, we, we didn't have the greatest year as a team. We came off of winning a championship. And then my second year, we didn't have the greatest year of, as a team. And then I ended up going to the USHL and, and I had a really good year that year. And then I got the opportunity and I got drafted. So then things kind of change, right? It's like from one second, you know, like I'm in juniors and my mindset is to just go to college and, you know, get a, hopefully, you know, get a, be a walk on to an NHL camp. Um, but then I got the opportunity and I, and I had a good year in, in Des Moines and I got drafted. Um, so then that, that opened up more doors. And then like something else, like, you know, even my second year of college, I didn't think I was having the best year. I thought I, I was playing better offensively um, in my first year. Um, but then I think that like, as, as we got closer to like those championship games, like um, that's when I played a lot better, more solid. And, and I got the opportunity to sign. So you're, you're never like, it's never a straight line. 
Um, you're always going through ups and downs, but I'm definitely, I can say that I'm thankful for, you know, the path that I have been through to get here. I know a lot of guys, um, you know, grind out <laughs> harder than I did, you know, like go through more downfalls and, and, and failure moments, which are, are good that help you grow and, and be, be a better person and grow mentally. And, you know, kudos to those guys, but I can definitely, I can definitely say that, you know, it's never a straight line. Everybody has their own story, but I'm definitely fortunate for, um, for, for my path. So you make the team and walk us through a little bit, like the camp, the preseason, how, like, were you paired with different guys? Did you connect with some other D partners more than others right away? Did you get, get that kind of chemistry? Like how did it eventually ended up playing with Burns? Like how did that all fall into, into place? Uh, I don't know. Uh, initially, uh during camp it's kind of random i think it's randomized uh it doesn't really matter who you play with it's more focusing on doing your job and and trusting the guy next to you to do his and um i I, as the season started i can't really quite remember who i started off playing with um i played with just about every every uh every guy in the sharks back end in in the first year which is a treat (laughs) for sure um playing with bernsey and carlson and pickles at one point, Vlasic at, at one point, um, which was cool. I played with Dylan for, for a little bit as well. Um, yeah, I was with everyone. I was with Simmer too, played with Heater for a bit. Uh, and then in the second, <laughs> and then in the second year, I played majority of the year I played with, uh, with Bernsey, um, which was awesome. I love playing with Bernsey. I love playing with all the guys, but, uh, you know, um, it was really cool, uh, to be able to play alongside him. Uh, you know, get the puck at the point, just slide it right over. You know, he's <laughs> he going to shoot it every time. He would, uh, he would argue I don't give it to him enough, but <laughs> I'll keep trying to, 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 uh, to please him and keep trying to get the puck over. Um, but no, it's, it was cool. It was, it was cool this year to be able to play with him and learn from the things that he does and his aggressive, aggressive uh, uh, play out there, D zone, offensive zone. So. Yeah. Like, what's he like? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. I was going to ask, like, what's he like as a partner in terms – I mean, he wears the A, obviously. I'm sure he's a pretty vocal guy. Is he kind of, like, giving you tips and, and, and tricks and stuff, like, on the bench? Is he yelling at you when you mess up? Like, what's he like as, as a partner? Honestly, yeah, he's great. Like, never, never yells at me. Uh, like, hit, like, uh, like, that's one thing. Like, he'll always give pointers and he'll always give me um, advice – but he'll also ask me questions and say, should I have done something else? Should I have been here, been here? Like, and that, like, that's something that's very eye opening to me. Like a guy who's won a Norris trophy, a guy who has been in the league for a long time and has a great reputation and is on his way to be a hall of famer. Like it's, it's, it's really cool to, you know, it's that you don't get that very often that a person like that with the status that he has coming to a young guy and saying, should I have done something different or could I have made a different play? Like it just shows what the kind of character that he is and why he is where he is. Um, and the kind of player that he is, um, just because of the type of person, um, that he is, <laughs> he is a lot, but, uh, no, he's, he's unreal though. Like it's, it's awesome to play with a lot of energy, a lot of talk out there. No, it's, you know, I trust being in the D zone with him. It's, he's easy to trust. Like I can count on him having a good stick or being on guys tight. And like I said, hopefully he'll get me a, a lot of apples if I just give him the puck at the blue line. <laughs> you mentioned he, he had a Norris. Carlson had a Norris. Vlasic, he's arguably one of the best defensive defensemen of all time. And he does play well in the offensive end. 
is it sometime has it affected your game where it's just like you just give the puck to them and you're not able to use because you're an offensive guy like I've seen you wheel with the puck you have great hands you have good sense in the offensive zone do you think you just kind of seed to them that's your first instinct it's like well give it to Carlson he's he's Eric Carlson give it to Burns yes Brent Burns you know what I mean or are you confident enough to be like you know what I got this I'm gonna go for a little skate here well, yeah, no, I, whatever the play, if the play is, is a better opportunity with the, with the puck in my hands at that time, then I got to take that opportunity, right? They, they're going to want the puck if, you know, they know that they have a better opportunity of, of getting it to the net or creating an offensive chance. So, um, no, I don't feel like it, it, it holds me back at all because they want me to make the good play. They don't want me to just throw it to them if they're covered, you know, like at the end of the day, I have to make reads and, and, and read off of what other teams or other players are doing. Um, but I also want it to be in their hands too. Yeah. I, they're, you know, they have a great reputation. They could do a lot of great things with the puck. You know, if they're open, I want to get it to them. So I think it will benefit us as a team in general. So um, no, to answer your question, no, I don't feel like it holds me back. It is my responsibility to, to look for what's open and make the right play. So what's the vibe been like there obviously you guys haven't had the success you wanted it's been you know a, a down few years since you've been there I have been critical of Eric Carlson I think much like everybody else he hasn't played probably how he wants to at the same level where he has been his whole career what's the vibe like are you guys positive coming into camp is it like okay you know you guys on paper have one of the best decors in the whole NHL what's it going to be like how has it been the last two years since you've been there just are the guys chomping at the bit are they coming in like we got something to prove what what's the mentality been and what's it going to be like moving forward no we're i'm positive we're positive like we we know that we have what it takes in our room to to be a successful hockey team in this league um and everybody knows that and i think that the attitude in general at the end of last year was just you know disappointed in ourselves right like we should all be as individuals 25 guys disappointed in, in the way we played last year, you know, because obviously our goal is to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Our goal is to make the playoffs one step at a time. And we didn't do that. Um, so everybody knows that, that each individual, we got a job to do and, and we got to come prepared and do it every night. And this, this season, it's not going to be a 56 game season. It's probably going to be an 82 game season. It's going to be back to normal. And so we got to be prepared for that. So it's it's disappointment in a good way uh, for us to, you know, build some some inner frustration to, to kind of get that energy back and, and play with, you know, more urgency and, and uh, bring that, you know, that that energy to the rink. And I think it's 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 going to go well. Um, you know, I, like I said, we're positive and, and that's all you need. You know, you, you need that positivity and anything can happen. What's the, are you guys excited to get back to the normal division? You, you're going to be playing the teams in Western Canada again. You're not going to have to play, you know, Colorado a thousand times and Vegas a thousand times. You're going to see some fresh faces. You guys are going to be sneaky good. I have a feeling you're going to be playing some teams who maybe are on, on the downward slope. Do you are you going to surprise some people this year? Like what, what's the expectations after last year? Absolutely. I mean, like I, I, I'm so excited to to expand and play different teams. It's going to be awesome. I'm sure everybody is. Uh, it was a tough year, not just for, for us, it's a tough year for, for everyone. You know, everybody's going through the same thing. So we're all kind of looking at, you know, break out the cage and, and, and play, play different teams. And no, I, like I said, uh, we're a confident group. 
And I think that, you know, we can do a lot of damage uh, in the league and it just comes down to having, you know, having the right mindset and, and also getting off to a good start because, um, you know, we found that the last two years having a bad start is, is definitely affects you. Um, every game matters and every point matters, every point you can get. So um, that's huge for us. Uh, and I think that, yeah, I think coming into to September, late September and into camp is, is going to be, it's going to be fun to see all the guys again and get rallied up together. Do you feel like you need to fight more? <laughs> Individually? Just you personally. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. If it got, if it has to get the guys going, yes. If it has to get the guys going, you got to do what you got to do. Right? Is there one guy, cause you played the same teams over and over again. Is there one guy you just want to grab and like start the lawnmower? <laughs> like I'm taking you behind the woodshed. <laughs> there might be a few <laughs> who are they come on just tell me one it's good for the rivalries no, uh, the, honestly i don't throughout the year we've had some we've had some grapples with a few guys obviously um i think i got into it a little bit like just a little chirp match with marcia so at one point um <laughs> you could take him mario <laughs> <laughs> no, nice, nice little trip fest with him. A little scrap, a little grapple. I think go all Colorado a couple times with their first line. I think every guy on that line is frustrating to play. <laughs> Would you ever drop him with Kale? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> who, who would win that fight? You or you or yeah. Kale? Huh? Who's gonna win that fight? You or Kale? Me. Come on. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You might beat me. You might beat me in a race, but not a punching he'll, race. He'll beat me. He'll beat me head to head on the skating match. But <laughs> that's funny. Oh, Tim, I want to ask about your your YouTube channel, um, which is like taken off during the last year and a half. It's called the Youngest of Plugs. So I guess first, where did that name come from? Did that go like back into your way back when you were a kid? And then like, how did that all grow? Uh, yeah, it wasn't like way, way back when I was like super young, but I was like maybe like 15, I think. I, I don't, I don't honestly don't remember, but, uh, youngest of five, three, three older siblings, three older sisters, and, uh, I'm the youngest. So, and like plug is like a hockey term. So <laughs> youngest of plugs. That's why I said it. <laughs> You're calling your sister, sister's plugs. I love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Classic. And what do you do there? I, I, what do you do? What's your posting like for the youngest of plugs? It was like ran like usually I would do like I started off doing like gaming videos and then I went into and I didn't like that. And then I went into like tech reviews because I love like any Apple tech, like phones, tablets, stuff like that. I started I was doing that. And then like I was like, I don't really like this either. So then I changed. I was just kind of <laughs> it changes your niche. You gotta find your niche, right? <laughs> so I like then I changed like I was just doing like what I do like in my life, like training or uh biking like whatever it is i'm doing what i i'm eating throughout the day like literally sounds interesting yeah and (laughs) and well yeah i'm italian so i eat a lot of different foods and nice different foods so it could be interesting tune in but uh no no it's uh i don't know the fans like grab the hold of it and, and they like it a lot so you know i like putting it out there lately i haven't been posting much at all because i don't know it's just it's gotten to be a lot like with all the training and the skating and like with everything going on it's a big year for us so like i, I really haven't posted much you, you know you get that you get that exhaustion when you're back from the rink you want to take advantage of the rest time um but as season or as uh the years progress hopefully get more and more content out there 
grow my channel. It's going to change 15 more times. Don't worry. (laughs) That's all right. You got to find the niche. (laughs) You're Italian. I thought you were Polish. All right, Tim. (laughs) Quick hits, Tim. So we do this segment. We've done it with all the guys we've interviewed. We've done a few good ones lately. I have high expectations for you, Mario. This interview has been a blast. I want to. I want to yeah, get some life. I love it. You got the machismo. That's he's racist, a content guy. He's a content yes, guy. He's a content guy. All right, Tim, hit him with so the good stuff. Rapid fire. Uh, yeah. Weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, uh, sea urchin. Hmm. How At a restaurant? It? it tasted horrible. That's the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. I went out for sushi, and there was a platter of like just gross. Like I got the special, the chef special, and it was a good sushi place. But like the weird stuff came on this plate. And there was like sea urchin and like the hat, like it was just bad. I was on a date too. It was pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, favorite sport besides hockey? Uh, soccer. Who's the funniest teammate on the Sharks? Actually, can I take back that last one? I don't know why I said that. Because I used to play soccer, basketball now. 100% He's just basketball. like sucking up to the Italians. It's soccer, no, obviously. It's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> basketball 100% now I don't even know why that's soccer street are you a Raptors guy no I'm not actually I'm a LeBron James fan so I (laughs) thanks for coming on the show Mario really appreciate it (laughs) always a blast LeBron LeBron. the worst he's the absolute worst he's like my least favorite player (laughs) <laughs> I knew you'd say that, but oh, he's painful. All right, Tim. Sorry. Uh, funniest teammate on the Sharks? Uh, Burnsy. Not Thomas Hurdle. Hurdle's funny. Okay, you can't do that to me, but Hurdle's really funny too. But lately, Burnsy's made a come up. Burnsy kills me, man. He's toast. <laughs> Have you been to his ranch yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. I need to get there. Uh, any hockey superstitions? Time I left skate before my right. That's it. <laughs> Who's the hardest guy to shut down that you played against? McDavid. Yeah. Connor. I got, Is he I got that burned. fast? Yeah, I got burned by him my first year. So, like, I got to say it. I just, what, I still, I got what's burned. it like when you see him screaming down the side and you know you're going to have to pivot back and, back to four? Like back, skating backwards to forwards, it, it, you know you're going to get burnt. Like you can just see well, it. Well, I, I knew because I was skating at him. Oh, no. As he was coming at me. And that's sort of like that, like, I, I got to have a better positioning there. Like my gap was too poor. So I was going at him. I'm like, no. Did you just try to like head on collision him? Like... <laughs> no, I pivoted and I got some speed and then he was getting to the net. Uh, so I tried to dive. I should, I should have just stayed on my feet. It wouldn't have looked as bad, but I tried to dive and then he tucked it. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. the worst. Uh, favorite, favorite vacation spot. Barbados. Sicily. <laughs> I've actually never been to Italy. Oh, uh, that's five in there. It's actually beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. I really want to go. Yeah. Gotta go. Good spot. Yeah. What was your welcome to the NHL moment? Uh, probably when I scored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I scored my first goal, that was uh, cause it, like, that was just a moment like, wow, like can't take this away from me. I got, you know, my first goal, got the goal puck. It was just cool. That was probably. I would have thought dinner in Detroit, but anyways, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Second. Uh, 
<laughs> Last question. Oh. What's the what's the best advice you ever got? Ooh. Uh the best advice, I would say uh that time is one thing that like you can take away or you can um you can get back money or like you can buy a car um you can buy things like get things back like materialistic things but time is one thing that you can't get back so use it use your time and uh, take advantage of the time that you have to whatever grow as a person as a player time, time is your greatest commodity yeah <laughs> very good mark i kind of summed it up you know i yeah. I'm 15 years older than you are. And I totally agree. People think I can make tons of money and this and that. And, you know, I'm not going to regret anything. Oh. You'll always regret wasting time. You can yeah. never get time back. I totally agree. That's the best answer we've had on this, Tim. Very one, good. I agree. The one, the one thing you can't get back is time. No, it's time. I agree. Yeah. I wish I could go back and do a thousand things different. I would have <laughs> sat down and ate dinner with you, Mario. It would have been great. <laughs> I would have been great. Let's make it happen. I don't want that. Well, I'll tell you what, you go to Detroit this year, we're not even going to invite Bernsey. And then he's going to see us hanging out and he's going to be so jealous. It's going to be great. Uh, All right, Mario. Speaking of dinner, I know you got to go get some dinner. You're eating, you're working out. You got to pump those muscles. Very excited. Yeah. Where, where are you going to go to dinner? What are you going to get? We got a lot of play. I'm, I'm in Minnesota right now. So I'm by like the Galleria. There's like the Cheesecake Factory. There's P.F. Chang's. But then they got like in a couple nice steakhouses in here. So I don't know. I might just go simple. Cheesecake Factory, pasta plate with chicken. I'm just yes. going to listen but, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Just, That's just fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us, Mario. This has been great. It's been exceeded expectations. Tim, it couldn't go any better. No, nope, it was great. <laughs> thank you for coming on, Mario. No, thanks for having me. It was a lot and of fun. you know what, Mario? Here's a thought. If you don't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory, our sponsor is DoorDash. You can go on your phone, Mario, DoorDash yeah. it, enter That'd promo code GLOVESDD, save yourself 25%, get free delivery, courtesy of dropping the gloves. Sweet. Oh, you're you're welcome. Nice. I have the Dash Pass, too, so that's pretty cool. Oh, DoorDash, enter promo code GLOVESDD. Get yourself some food. Save yourself some money. Tell them John Scott sent you. I love it. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We just slide that promo in right at the end there. Yeah. That's how we do it here. Mario's a pro. But anyways, go check out his YouTube page, Youngest Sub Plugs. I heard it's fantastic. Give him some support. Watch the San Jose Sharks. Cheer Mario on. Mario, thank you for joining us. We'll do it again sometime. Good luck this year, my man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.